I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, a virtual studio and community that exists to merge astrology, mindfulness, and meditation. My intention is to support your spiritual well-being to allow yourself to come back into harmony. I'm an astrologer and mindfulness meditation teacher, and I created this podcast for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention through astrology. I want to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so that you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life that you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. So you can already tell by the title, we're going to talk about Pluto transits today. So I'm covering a bunch of outer planet transits on the podcast, and this episode's going up at like the end of Scorpio season. It might be like the first day of Sagittarius season. I don't know, but um, it's kind of fitting because Scorpio's ruled by Pluto. So um, I'm, I've done these for like Uranus, Neptune, now Pluto, and I don't honestly know like which transit is like the hardest. I'm going through them all right now. Um, I'm going to say Pluto's, Pluto transits are the hardest because they are so dragged out. So like any, um, like Pluto is the slowest moving planet. Like, oh my goodness. Like if you, Pluto's cool in the sense, if you look at like um, like generations. So like I was born at the very beginning of Pluto and Sagittarius, but like my cousin who's four years older than me, she's her generations, like the Pluto in Scorpio. Um, and then if you look to like the early eighties, that's when like Pluto was in Libra. Cause a lot of people I've read their charts. They were early eighties babies. They're Pluto and Libra. And I'm like, what? It was really cool. Like the first three charts I ever read were like 1982. And I was like, what the heck was going on in 1982? Like, why are you guys drawn to to my energy? And I don't know if it's that like generational like Libra and Sagittarius get along a little better because it's a sextile as opposed to like Scorpio and Sagittarius or like Libra. I'm sorry. Yeah. Scorpio and Sagittarius or Libra and Scorpio. Yeah. You say the Zodiacs too fast. You're going to get confused. Okay. Um, but it's just cool. And then like um, my mom, she's born in the 60s. She probably want me to say that on here. But she is Pluto in Virgo. And that's a square to mine and my brothers are Pluto. So it's really cool to look at like generations and like how that plays into it with Pluto. Um, I think Pluto was in Sagittarius for my generation like 95 to 2008. I was born in 97. I'm like a four degree Pluto thing moves so slow um but like I don't necessarily feel connected to like the maybe the kids who were born in like 2007 2008 like I with technology and all this stuff I'm like I don't feel connected to this at all but I also don't feel connected to like the millennials which are the Pluto and Scorpio so the being born in the late 90s is weird honestly there's probably like memes about it but um Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008 so that started like sort of a new generation and we're and we're ending that now and then it's going to move Pluto into Aquarius. So it's really cool. But Pluto transits take a really long time and which just makes if it's transiting somewhere on your chart, 
it's just going to make it that much more fun because it's just going to be like I always say transit they're like they're, they bug the area and they kind of will like irritate you make you uncomfortable because they're trying to tell you to change something but you might be like oh, well what do I change well you can kind of look at the house as transiting the um the planet and then that can give you some kind of insight but it's not going to tell you exactly what to do like you intuitively make that decision like you decide um astrology is not like the super duper in my personal opinion the way it should be used is not like you do this at exactly this time it's like no we have that free will I always want to make that very clear and I'm talking about transits so um I'm gonna talk about Pluto transits because like I'm going through one right now and it's a pain in the butt like it's probably the most difficult transit so if you are a cancer rising or a Capricorn rising, or you have any cancer or Capricorn placements, you've you've been really feeling it. Um, It is not fun. So right now as I'm recording this, what are the exact degrees? And it's going retrograde, so it might come out of the orb and probably is not. So for me, I have Pluto conjunct my descendant, which means it's opposite my ascendant. And oh my goodness. I mean, there's some other aspects happening like Pluto, transit Pluto, I should say, is um it's kind of like trining my north node, which is cool. Like that's kind of cool. But um <laughs> you feel this conjunction a lot more than the trine. Um let me see if I missed anything else. It's going to conjunct with my Neptune, my natal Neptune and Capricorn at 29 degrees soon, but it's out of the orb for that at the moment. Oh God, I don't know what the heck that's going to do. That's like, <laughs> um, I'm trying to see anything else. Nope. Nope. Too far off. Nope. Yeah, no. So it's primarily Pluto right now is really affecting my ascendant and descendant. So if you have a cancer, any cancer placements, any Capricorn placements in the higher degrees, like in the 20s, you're probably feeling Pluto kind of like the intensity that it brings. So Pluto is a very like transformative planet. Like it encourages transformation because it does have that Scorpio ruled kind of energy and Scorpio is all about like transformation and healing and like going deep and not being afraid of what you find and using that to transform and not being scared of it. I always joke that like nothing will scare a Scorpio. They'll probably be probably be fascinated by it. Um and they'll want to learn more. Like they won't be freaked out. Um they have like an investigator energy like they want to find things out and like solve the crime kind of energy. Um, so Pluto on the descendant for me, if, so the first step into interpreting a transit is, okay, we, so hopefully as I've been talking about Pluto, Scorpio energy, you kind of know what it's about, the transformation, seeking change, and it might literally tell you that this is not to sound morbid, but it's a sign, it's a sign that rules like death and rebirth. So it doesn't mean actually dying though, but it means like certain things, I'm doing air quotes like dying or ending so that new things can begin. So that's the energy that it's going to bring to wherever the transit's happening. So you first have to really understand Pluto. Then you're going to take a look on your chart. So hopefully I've said this in the other episode episodes, but go on astro.com. 
pull up your natal chart and there's a button that says plus with transits um, or add transits. Um, click it. It's blue. Click it and it adds the green on the outside of your natal chart and it's basically the sky currently, how that's all interacting with your chart. And so then find the little P. It's a little P. And find the little P and see or you could just look for Capricorn in your chart because that's where it is right now and see what it's influencing. So for me, it's currently sitting in my sixth house of like health, well-being, daily habits and routines and things like that, which those have been changing. Now, this is I'm looking at my Placidus chart. I should say that. So because I'm a 26 degree, so um, it's it's in that like my my personal like kind of well-being and health. So I'm just going to say that like while Pluto has been in this part of my chart, I've had to go get blood work and we're trying to figure what the heck is wrong with my like digestion and it's like blood work, tests, ultrasounds, like trying to figure out what the heck is going on with my stomach. Um, so I think that's interesting that this is happening with Pluto being like at the very end. It's like, okay, before we can move into – touching the descendant or moving into the seventh house, which is about partnerships. It's that energy of you have to be like in good condition, healthy and well before you move into a partnership because you have to take care of yourself first. So it's like, it's illuminating that there's some, some things wrong with my health and well-being. Now, if we're going to look at, um, in like my whole sign chart, which I can pull up. I just got to go back to the chart selection. Um, if you do want to do this, you just hit like um, the – you can change the default settings. That's cool. Okay, so you go options, house system, whole signs. Then you just like look at it again, and then you add your transits. None of the aspects, the crazy lines will change. Some planets might move. I'm honestly like really getting into the whole signs right now. Who knows how I'm going to read charts in 2022. But if – if you were to look at the whole signs, my ascendant or like my first house starts in cancer, even though my ascendant is at that 26 degrees, not at the first degree, right? So if we're looking at where Pluto is, Pluto has been going through my seventh house of partnership since like 2008, right? And then like now it's just kind of coming to the end of it near my descendant line. But you could say like it's Pluto is in the partnership house. So that's the area that it's really been testing for for this many years except now it's just hitting that that descending point which is like a key point and when you look at chart division when it comes to like your identity partnerships career family like that's like the mc and then the, the ic um the career and family but um i had like as another astrologer interpret this for me because it's hard sometimes looking at your own chart because you can only see so much and it's yourself. You're too connected. It looks like you're too close to it. So it's like you have to get like an outside opinion. And um, she said something terrifyingly like accurate and she doesn't know me. Um, that's why astrology is really cool. But she said something like, oh, Pluto is going to – it's asking you to even transform through – through relationships or like there's going to be changes to the relationships in your life. And usually when you hear relationships, you think like romantic, but any kind of relationship, right? Like with your family, friends, work partnerships, things like that, right? And um, she made a comment and I was like, oh my God. And I, I like 
as a Gemini, I'm a total oversharer and like I don't care what I necessarily say on here is because if I say something on here and it can like help you if you're experiencing this transit as well, like I want to share my story, but I just hope that the I don't say names, but the people that I mentioned, I'm like, oh God, I hope they're not listening. Like they hope they, they don't listen to this and they know that I'm talking about them. But um, the astrologer said um, there could even be like a long, long time friendship, like so many years, like double digit years you've been friends with them. And the friendship could just end because like you're growing in a different direction and it's just not like whatever you became friends with like whatever connected you as friends at the beginning like when you were like the ki- kids it's it's not like that's it's not that bond isn't like strong enough for that reason isn't strong enough to continue the friendship into like adulthood really and I was like oh my god how does she know that so I've, I there's a friend that I've had for like 20 years I think at this point um that I don't necessarily really talk to anymore and I'm I know it's not like friends will grow apart like for whatever reason but I mean like I've known this person since I was like four maybe three I don't know but she's a year older than I am and she her and I have been great friends for our life we don't necessarily have to see each other a lot but whenever we see each other it's like that friend that like you hang out with and you're like oh man I feel like I just saw you yesterday right like it's not awkward even if even if it was like six months I hadn't seen her you just start talking and it flows I don't even want to say her sign, but it's like it trines my Gemini sun. Like it's it's good airflow energy, lots of conversation, supernatural, right? And uh, just, I don't know, as the world has changed with 2020, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but it, it for some reason, it doesn't really feel like a friendship anymore. And the thing is, it's like nothing nothing bad like happened. It's just like, there's a weird disconnect and it's like I don't necessarily want to like have to reach out and then it's like oh I like it's just it's weird and it's like nothing bad happened like there's no bad feelings it's just there's that like pull separation but it's weird because it's been a friendship that I've had in my life for like 20 years you know to me that's just like crazy but um sometimes with people it's like um because I do have this like odd feeling that we're well, not odd feeling. I know that like she's potentially she's going through things, right? Like we all are, we all are going through things, and like she's going through things, and she's not ready to talk about it yet. She doesn't want to talk about it, and I just have this feeling that at some point in the future, when she's ready, she'll probably reach out and tell me all about it when she's ready to, right? And it won't be awkward or weird because of how long I've known her. But then there's part of me that's like, oh, the Pluto transit. She might not ever tell me or at like you know because there's this like energy that's like pulling like just like being like nope you're going in a different direction than her like just just let it let it happen don't force it right so that that's what a Pluto transit could do like some kind of relationship that you have had for a really long time is like changing right um another thing I'll talk about with Pluto Pluto on the descendant. So this is if you have Pluto going through your seventh house or your descent or crossing your descendant, um, you could also face these issues, but look to see like what the house is it's going through and what the theme of it is. So like even how I was talking about health and well-being, that's the sixth house. If you have a Capricorn midheaven, big career transformations for you. 
um if it's your like fourth house that would be a lot of like um home things like you might move um if it's like the first house that's your identity you're gonna be like oh my god who am i you could have an identity crisis um ninth house you might want to like trap like the traveling or higher learning um 11th house would be again it would be kind of connected to like community and groups and friends but it would be more so like groups of friends not like one-to-one partnerships which which is what the seventh house is more so of the second house i'm going all over the place i'm not doing an order the second house with pluto going through would be like how do you make money or like how many belongings do you have do you need all these things do we need to transform the way that you create revenue for yourself the third house could be like how am i communicating with people how can i um even like siblings short-term travel um things you want to like learn anything local to you there could there's something potentially in there that you could um transform through right so i'm just like pluto transits are like hard right and, and for me it's like a weird kind of conjunction and of the descendant and then neptune um and then even as I look at my chart, like you can per, like predict and forecast Pluto is going to go through my freaking eighth house of Aquarius. Once Pluto moves into Aquarius and then eventually at some point in my life, it's going to conjunct with uh, Uranus and Nep- and I'm sorry, Jupiter because I have those two in Aquarius. So I'm going to have a few more Pluto transits in my life. And then is there any oppositions? I don't know how old I'll be when Pluto's in Pisces, but that'll cross my moon and then oppose my mars maybe i don't think i'll be alive when pluto's in aries because i don't know it moves like so slow i mean maybe i will be and i'll go into my career house and near the end of my life my time on earth i'll have like a big career thing who knows right but like that's you can kind of look at it you can even look at the triangle slices like like the pizza slices and see like okay maybe i'm coming up to a pluto transit in the in the future but i'm not having one right now so um for me it's like that like really difficultness with like these one-to-one partnerships and it, and it kind of comes out of nowhere you're like what the heck and I'm also gonna say that um I had two boyfriends kind of like <laughs> there wasn't enough time in between if I'm being honest um that was I feel like the Gemini Venus energy that just sort of jumps into like exciting things but um two boyfriends back to back kind of not a lot of months in between there and um in one year I had two boyfriends both of those ended in breakups and honestly I blame the Pluto on the descendant for that um because the relationships weren't necessarily like they were not easy they were a little more um what's that saying when people are like someone is like a mirror and they like reflect things back to you or you like see yourself in people or you can figure out yourself by being in a relationship like you uncover parts of yourself because the, the person might freaking trigger the shit out of you and you're like oh my god why am I so mad right now and you're like you're triggering me but it's like it's not their fault right you have to deal with that trigger on your own and honestly, both the people that I dated triggered the shit out of me, honestly. But then I like realized these parts myself and I was like, oh my God, boom, that was Pluto. And Pluto's like, boom, you're triggered. Use this, transform, go. 
Um, <laughs> um, it's not easy. It's not fun, but it's like it's necessary to grow. Like all of the outer planets, there. If you're there transiting something in your chart, they're telling you that you need to grow in some way. So I learned so much about myself in one year by having two boyfriends. Then. I had in like the first, how old am I right now? The first 23 years of my life or 22 years of my life. Like, oh my, oh my goodness. Like that was just, it was a lot to process, right? And again, there's that thing, there's no like bad anything with the two, with the two guys, but it's like, would I date them again? No, (laughs) no, it, it was just, no. And it's weird to see. And again, this is like, I could talk about this in astrology when you are drawn to people who have um, like placements that are, it's weird how like, like I know a lot of people who are Sagittarius uh, sun signs come to me through my work and they get their chart reads, they come to my classes and I don't know what it is, but for some reason, Sagittarians are really drawn to my energy and I don't know what it is, but I am a Gemini. So and um it's it's just cool to see so you can look at like the people around you and like look at their sun signs like when i teach astrology and i'm teaching the zodiacs to my students i always say is there anyone you know who's let's say like a libra and now as i'm going to talk about libra think about that person and see if it resonates because then it helps you kind of remember oh libra that's so and so and you can think about them and it can kind of make this the zodiac sign make more sense um, so where I always forget where I'm going with things when I'm talking about it. Okay. So the, but the energies, cause you might find like, oh my goodness, I know a lot of Libras or, oh my gosh, I know a lot of cancers, right? There might be a lot of people in your life with that sign. And it's like, okay, are those cancers really drawn to your energy or do you need that cancerian water energy or do you need that really, um, Libra air energy, like you need someone to talk to or, or the cancer, you need look more of that nurturing friend, right? Like there's the different energies or do they need you? Like it's cool to see. So um, for some reason, people who have Leo placements, I know a lot of Leos. If we look back on this podcast to Leo season, I did five freaking Leo interviews with some awesome freaking business owners in Hamilton that are all Leos. Go listen to those interviews. They're all awesome. My bestie is a Leo. She's awesome. Sharon, she's one of those interviews and um, so many Leos. And I will say this, it's two guys I dated. They both had Leo moons. Now, I don't know, like, I don't know how I did that, but they both had Leo moons. And I'm thinking, why the heck? Because that's not compatible with my moon placement. I have moon in Pisces. It's just not compatible. It's considered an inconjunct, okay? There's nothing in common. I'm mutable water. They're fixed fire. It just doesn't, it, it, no. And then also both these guys, they didn't have water placements. They didn't have any water in their chart. Um, one was more grounded than the other and had more like earth they had like a balance of the other three with no water the other one just not balanced all air and fire and but i'm like i'm thinking to myself i'm a very watery person i'm cancer rising pisces moon why the heck are you choosing people who don't have water in their chart and then i'm like oh my god did they choose me because they're like oh this girl's really tapped into her water it's like the feminine flow right they're like maybe they needed i don't know right like there's it's just interesting to see, but it's like, 
I, I don't necessarily, what Pluto has made me realize is that, okay, I, I did that. I do not want, at the, as I'm recording this in 2021, I don't want to date. Like, I'm just like, no. There, the, the, those two experiences were enough to sort of be like, okay, I need to break from dating for years. Now we need to, we need to take a pause and like reflect now on me to do the transformative work because I can't go through another process because while Pluto's here, it's going to be a weird relationship where there's going to be triggers and shit. Like while Pluto's here, it's going to trigger the shit out of me. So I'm like, no, I'm like, I refuse. I'm going to do the work and like reflect on the triggers. I don't need any more triggers. Right. But, um, I probably will. I, if like, because I'm an astrologer in the nature of the work that I do, if I ever went on a date with somebody, I would mention what I do for work. So I'm like marketing by day, astrologer, meditation teacher by night, right? And if they thought that was weird, they wouldn't freaking see me again, okay, for a second date because you can't think it's weird because it's literally my life, right? I'd ask them on the first date or even before the first date, look at their chart to just see, right? And if they're missing water, oh my goodness, I would not, well, I mean, you got to give maybe person a chance, but if they don't have that like water element, like I can't, I can't handle it. It's like, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's a lack of empathy with water, but it's like, they don't know how to tap into their emotions. So then when they see you, someone who's me, I'm very into the water. I cry at everything. I'm very emotional. I can feel people's energy, right? But when you have someone who has no water, they can't necessarily, they can't feel other people's emotions, let alone feel their own. So when they see someone so tapped into their emotional body, they're like, oh my God, what the hell is going on right now? Like what's going on? Why is that happening? They can't make sense of it, right? Which is just not freaking compatible at all. It's really difficult. (laughs) Um. So I personally would never date anybody who didn't have a freaking water placement. They need at least one. Like we're going to go back to my Leo bestie, shout Sharon. She has – if she listens to this episode, she's going to laugh at me um, talking about this on here. But she has one water placement and she even says that um, – because I've read her chart so many times. She says that her – like water is the element she can't connect with to the most. And it's like don't worry. You got your watery friend here. That's me. But she has Mars in uh, Scorpio and that's her water energy. So she takes action very like focused and like tunes in and like just goes with it, right? But she has that ability to be a feeler and like tap in to her feeling body when she's taking action, whether she maybe realizes it or not, but it's only in that like one area. But she – her son's in the fourth house too, which means she's like a, an introverted Leo. We discovered that too. She's like a homebody Leo. But again, that's like that water kind of energy. So she, yeah. But then another thing, I probably will not ever want to date someone who has a Leo moon. Honestly, I can't. I know after you, you date people with Leo moon and that's not really compatible with your moon or the way you express your emotions. <laughs> um, it's kind of difficult because it's an in conjunct to my moon. Now my Gemini sun has a great time with Leo energy, but my Cancer rising and my Pisces moon are like, "Mm, no. And then my Mercury and Taurus, that's a square to the moon. So the way I'm communicating, it's like squaring it. And then the Venus and Gemini is having a great time with the energy. Mars and Virgo is like, 
no thank you and then my jupiter in aquarius and my uranus in aquarius is opposing all that leo energy right um and oppositions can be like a good thing it's a challenge but it's a good thing but it's like i just no no so pluto transits are gonna affect um your ability to transform in a certain area of your life as i'm recording it said 27 27 i'm like oh my god um but yeah so for me that seventh house the freaking like partnerships the one-to-one kind of stuff pluto's been really annoying like i don't know where i said it in something i was like oh yeah i got freaking pluto transit longtime friend never see her two breakups i'm just living the life over here but it's like these things have to happen so that you can see your triggers you can see what needs to be healed and transformed and you can freaking transmute it and work with it and grow because i describe transits with the outer planets as like very uncomfortable even described as like you're itchy like there's a scratch you got to scratch the itch and it's going to remain itchy and uncomfortable until you work with the energy and grow with it and because you just keep making let's say bad decisions with one of these transits you're not going to grow from it it's just going to remain uncomfortable and like who wants to stay uncomfortable forever like you need to be uncomfortable to grow but like you can't be uncomfortable always that's just that's just not that's just not right so that's the pluto transit episode hopefully you got something from this and um yeah i'm always like i'm like i don't know if i want to share the stories but it's like we all go through these things so um yeah look to see where capricorn is in your charts check out where pluto is see where aquarius is because pluto is going to go in there and then over the next like 20 years you're going to experience um some changes there i got lots of pluto pluto transits coming up up even in the future so fun so and i could say like another sign of this transit of how i'm experiencing it is that you could actually find maybe like a long-term relationship or find what you really want or even just discover what you want in a relationship but for me right now with pluto it's like thank you for revealing that information i'm gonna work with the energy and take a break i don't want to deal with that again um because it's very tiring honestly especially when you're really empathic with the water to be around people's energy when it's not necessarily compatible with yours it's so freaking draining and it's like thank you pluto i learned that how do i transform being by myself meditating doing my eft tapping and all those fun things thank you so much for listening sending you so much love If you loved today's episode, do not forget to share it with a friend or on social media or leave a review or rating below and make sure to tag us on social media at Be Mindful Studio or Be Mindful Podcast if you share it. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an episode idea that you would like covered, don't be afraid to message me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you and stay in touch. Thank you so much again for your support, and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode. Thank you.